Welcome to the South Coast Christian Podcast. I'm Pastor Tom Westerfield. On behalf of myself and our entire staff, we want to thank you for listening, and we hope this message uplifts and encourages you this week. Good morning. When um, Pastor Tom was heading off to Fiji, it was so funny because I just had this peace over my heart, and uh, he, all of a sudden, he just popped up and he says, well, I wonder who's going to preach while I'm gone. And I just felt like that spiritual nudge just kind of going, come on, girl, you can do it. And so then I just kind of stayed quiet for a minute. And then he says, why don't you do it, babe? And so then I knew, okay, Lord, you're really talking. I better do this. And um, I was just calculating the last time I, I spoke was about four years ago on Mother's Day. So I think it's long overdue, right? Okay, there you go. All right. So if you're here for the first time to South Coast Christian, welcome. We love you. We love God. We love people. And we love relationships. We are always trying to create a re- an environment to see what God can do in our in and through our lives. So welcome. We just want to uh, say that to you. We've been in a series the last couple weeks called Life Hacks. And so Life Hacks is a strategy or technique adopted in order to manage one's time and daily activities in a more effective way. So the first week we talked about um, life groups and the importance of the community and what it means to us to to pull together and do life together. So today is an appropriate day that it is our kickoff for a life group. So if you're not part of a life group, there's a board out there, there's lots of leaders, they're wearing tags, Go up there and grab and be a part of a group. The second week, which was last week, we um, spoke about marriage and how we honor God. We honor your marriage and how we honor your spouse. Very important things for a happy marriage. And uh, this is our last week, so today we're going to talk about family and how important it is to God. Yes. I want to share with you on how to protect and nurture our relationships within our family, which is very vital in today's um, situations in life today. So family, the family units just seems to be breaking up a lot. And so we're going to learn to protect and nurture that thing. In the past, I was thinking my last message four years ago when I spoke, I had spoken on the atmosphere, the importance of the atmosphere and what it does and creating a godly atmosphere within your home, within your lives, within your workplace. And so today I want to focus on protecting our families from the attacks of the enemy. How we should take action by stepping out in faith and claiming our families for God. Sometimes the best defense is having a strong offense. Don't give the enemy a stronghold in your family. So we're going to stand firm, okay? So um, be ready because we're going to become warriors today. A great example of this is Abraham and how he fought not only for his immediate family, but for his extended family. In Genesis chapter 25, you can read about the story of Abraham's death. There's not a lot about information about Abraham and his death. However, the Bible does say he lived a good old age of 175 years old. Nice, exactly, exactly. We complain we're turning 70 and 80, and can you imagine? So he died a good old age of 75. 
While Abraham was alive, the Bible says that he gave gifts to all of his other children. But to Isaac, his beloved, he left his entire estate, everything that he owned. And scripture states that Abraham's death, after Abraham's death, God blessed Isaac. So let's read about how God blessed Isaac. So in Genesis chapter 26, starting with verse 12, it says, When Isaac planted his crops that year, he harvested a hundred times more grain than he planted. For the Lord blessed him. He He became a very rich man and his wealth continued to grow. Now listen how the difficulties that God's blessings created for Isaac. He acquired so many flocks of sheep and goats, herds of cattle and shepherd, or servants, that the Philistines became jealous of him. So the Philistines filled up all of Isaac's wells and dirt. These were the wells that had been dug by the servants of, our, of his father Abraham. Finally, Abimelech ordered Isaac to leave the country. Go somewhere else, he said, for you have become too powerful for us. So Isaac moved away to the Girgar Valley where he set up his tent and settled down. Sometimes the enemy will come against you to disrupt the blessings that God has put over your family's life. How you respond to that is important to your future. Here's the key verse that I want you all to just focus in on today. In verse chapter or uh, 26, verse 18, it says, He, meaning Isaac, reopened the wells. His father had dug, which the Philistines had filled in after Abraham's death. Isaac also restored the names Abraham had given to them. So we're reopening in the wells and we're restoring the names. Now, each of you have been handed a spoon. Did everybody get a spoon today? No? Ushers, we need to make sure that they have spoons, okay? If you did not get a spoon, there's going to be some in the back. This spoon is going to be life-changing for you, okay? Um, Some of you, did anybody get a spoon? Nobody? Okay, a couple of you got it. Okay. Now, my prayer for you, this is just a plain old white plastic spoon, okay? My prayer for you today is that spoon is going to turn into a major shovel for your family, okay? I want you to put that spoon somewhere in your house that you're going to be able to see and recognize as a representative that that spoon is a shovel for your family, Some of you are sitting in church right now because of someone who went ahead of you and dug a spiritual well for your family, and that's why you're here. It's time that we reopen the wells that had been buried. Or for some of you, you're like Abraham. You're going to dig the well for the very first time. You're the start of your blessing of your family. Wow, that's cool. That's cool. So no matter if you've been in the Christian world for a long time or you're just starting, realize you are going to dig spiritual wells for your family now. So look at your neighbor and say, it's time to start digging. Start digging. You can't get into the water. Get this. Like Pastor Tom says, I'm going to throw a a curveball out for you or throw a ball, baseball. Catch this. You can't get into the water if the well is covered with dirt. You need to unbury the blessing that God has for your family. Some of you have been digging already, and you feel like you haven't reached the water yet. But I'm here to encourage you, the water is closer than you think. 
your breakthrough is closer than you think. So keep digging. Don't stop. Just keep it going. Understand that you are not just digging for yourself. Get this one. But you're digging for your kids, your grandkids, your great-grandkids, and every generation after that. So it's not just for you. You're paving the way for a spiritual wealth for your family. So what do we need to do to do this then? Like Pastor Tom says, glad you asked. We need to unbury the wells of blessings. Part of those blessings is found in the well of worship. We've had a fabulous worship time this morning. And I know that if this is your first time and you came into this worship center and, and you saw kind of, we're, we're passionate about serving and, and loving and worshiping God. And there's a reason why we do that. You see, God is calling us to be a family and a nation of worship. And the minute you take God out of your home, your lives, and our nation, the enemy will come in and bury your well of worship. You need to unbury those things that the enemy is trying to bury. Worship is a weapon of defense against the enemy, and he knows that. You see, many scholars believe that Satan was a great worship leader in heaven, and it was his pride and rebellion that got him kicked out. He started worshiping himself instead of worshiping God. Why do you think we keep encouraging you to lift your hands in, lift your hands up, press in, and worship God? Put down your pride and raise your hands to the one who sacrificed it all for you. We are at war. And it's time to take back what the enemy is trying to devour. Amen? Amen. Worship and clogs your well that leads you to the living water, which is Jesus. It covers it up. Or, excuse me, it unclogs it up. It changes the environment, the atmosphere around you. You may be going through a difficult time in your life right now. And the enemy wants you to stay focused on that situation. But I'm here to tell you, take your eyes off yourself and your pity party and get your eyes focused on the one who is there to bring you through the victory. Amen? I know I'm preaching to myself. When I go through difficult times, I crank that praise and worship music loud, loud, loud because it drowns it out. I know it changes the atmosphere. And I'm challenging you now. So if you're going through something, turn on your praise and worship. Get it on. And start worshiping the Lord. You see, when you get your eyes off yourself and onto Jesus, doubt and unbelief starts to disappear. Your faith begins to grow. And your breakthrough begins to happen. Woo! I'm excited. Let's take an example. Um, Paul and Silas in that prison cell. Now, this is my version, okay? I know that Paul and Silas were in a very difficult situation. When uh, Pastor Tom and I went to Italy in uh, Rome, there's a place there that they believe that this was the cell that they were held in. So we went down, and it's in this basement. It's this little tiny room that is literally stone walls, stone ceilings, stone floor. It's cold, it's damp, it's dark, and it's small. And we literally stood there, and there was such a, a movement, we just started crying, and I can picture Paul and Silas sitting in this, in this jail room, and they've been beaten, they've been spit upon, they've been ridiculed because of their faith. But yet, Paul and Silas chose 
to make the decision, no matter what I'm going through, no matter what is in front of me, the situation seems grim and dim and no, no uh, breakthrough is in sight. They chose to worship God. And when they began to worship, here's my philosophy. Are you ready for it? Um, when they began to worship, they're sitting in that cold cell, probably down to hardly anything, and they're just worshiping God. I feel like God was just up in heaven, just sitting there saying, wait, wait, wait. I hear some praise, but it's not coming from like a church service or something. It's like unusual praise. Let's listen. And he's telling those angels up there, wait, who is that? And they're saying, hey, that's Paul and Silas. And pretty soon when they began to worship, I think God just started moving his toes and his feet to the beat of their worship. And pretty soon when God's toe began to move, earthquakes started to happen. So now all of a sudden they're praising, they're worshiping, and all of a sudden the earthquake starts happening. The walls start shaking, the doors open, and Paul and Silas begin to get their victory. I'm telling you, get your praise and worship on when you're going through difficult situations because God will move. He will begin to tap his toe. He will begin to make things come through in the presence of him. God wants to deliver you from your situation, but you must have a heart of worship and gratitude in order to pull on the hearts of God. You should be worshiping not only here at church, but in your cars, at work, at home, what you're when you're walking, wherever you're at. Worship should always be a part of who you are and not necessarily what you do. Amen. Psalms 34 says, I will bless the Lord at all times. Not sometimes, not, oh, okay, when I'm feeling like it. But the Lord says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Amen. Let down your pride and start letting your kids see their parents going after God, praising him during difficult situations. Remember, you're the role model for them. And they are watching you on how you handle situations in life. Are you going to praise and walk through the situation with gratitude in your heart? Or are you going to sit there and mope? Well, I think we're going to make it, kids. Let's go. You can't. We are Christ warriors for his kingdom. And so take that, that spoon and begin to unbury the well of worship. Amen. I've often heard the saying, whatever you do in moderation, your kids will do in excess. So start worshiping God and watch what they will do, what God will do in their lives. The second well of blessing is the well of prayer. Are you taking notes? Because you need to make sure you're writing this down. Prayer is another vital weapon to use against the enemy. We need to be a people who hunger for the conversations with God, including him in all that we do. Many times we have the tendency to communicate to God as our last resort instead of choosing to communicate with him first. He wants us to keep us, he wants us to keep us on our knees and call out to him daily. God desires an intimate relationship with you, not a distant relationship that only seeks him when you are in trouble. Your family needs prayer warriors to help fight for them in these spiritual battles that are raging against him 
in today's society. A great example of this is there was a summer, I remember a time, and it was a summer back in Seattle, and the kids were really little. Um, they were probably two, four, and seven, and Tom and I had to stand in the gap of prayer one time, and we felt like there was a spirit of oppression that was just really trying to get onto our family. We couldn't understand it. It's not something we were watching. It was, we've always protected our home. And um, we just realized that no matter what it is, we're going to have to pray this thing through. So there was many nights where we would walk and we would just pace the floor. The kids, we would, uh, Brittany would be crying and, and we couldn't figure it out. And we'd just be praying over her and singing over her and we'd lay her back down. And Brett would wake up and we'd go over there and climb in his bed and pray with him. And Evan would do the same thing. And it's like, Lord, what is going on? And we couldn't figure it out. So after many nights, Tom and I had prayed, and we stayed up a couple nights praying over it, and we're like, wow, Lord, we really need this breakthrough. The next morning, he went off to work, and I said, I'm done. We're going to take back what the enemy is trying to get a hold of my family. And in Scripture, it says, be bold and courageous. It doesn't say, be wimpy. Okay, devil, you're trying to get something, but stop it. You can't do that. It says violently take back what the enemy is trying to take from you. So I looked at the kids and I said, all right, guys, grab your Bibles. They each had a Bible. I said, grab your Bibles. We're going to pray and we're going to walk this whole house. And all we're going to say is Jesus. Do you know that there is power in the name of Jesus? When times hit your life and hit your family, you don't have to pray. All you have to say is Jesus. And you keep saying it, and the more you say it, you'll begin to feel like you are 1,500 feet tall. I am 5,000 pounds heavy because I know nothing that comes against my family is going to prosper. And so I grabbed the, the kids, and I grabbed their Bibles, and I said, come on, kids, let's go. I felt like Mama Duck and all her ducklings. And we're walking. And we're pacing. And the kids thought I was silly. I thought, oh, this is kind of fun. And so I said, guys, it's serious. We're going to say Jesus. And that's all I want you saying. So Evan, being all prim and proper, he was like, Jesus, Jesus. And Brett was like, okay, he's doing it. And, Jesus, Jesus. And then pretty soon Brittany was behind and she could barely talk. And she's like, Jesus, Jesus. But I said, I kept, as we were walking, I kept looking at them going, louder, we can't hear you. They were screaming the name of Jesus all throughout the house. Can I tell you something? As silly as that was, that spirit, whatever was trying to get onto my family, was broken, it was gone, and it was never to return again. It is back in the pit of hell where it belongs because we took authority over our home. And that's what I'm talking about. Get the confidence, get the, the, uh, the strength to do what God is calling you to do. All right, I have no idea where I'm at. Here we go. There we go. Another well of blessing is the well of faith. The Bible states that it is impossible to please God without faith. Faith will move the hand of God. When you pray, you must believe and have faith that God will answer. You must. 
Not no doubt, no nothing, but you must believe that he can do it. Jesus says, whatever you ask, you will receive if you have faith. Faith can make the difference and can be, become the difference maker in your future. Faith is what can unbury the blessing that God has for your life. How deep is your well of faith? Can you believe for those things that seem impossible in the natural? Can you step out and trust in God to do the supernatural? We need to unbury the well of faith and start claiming it over our families. Amen? Amen. Number two, don't let opposition stop you from achieving your blessings. When you try to unbury, the enemy's going to know this, and he won't stop. But remember, we're stronger and we're more courageous and we can do it because God is on our side. When you try to unbury the blessings that God has for your life, you will be met with opposition. Nothing comes easy. In fact, there's sacrifice involved, but it's certainly worth fighting for. The greatest sacrifice ever made was when God sent his one and only son to die for you and for me for our sins, both past, present, and future. And yet, if we can't sacrifice for him and his family in return, then why would you expect God's blessings? There's got to be sacrifice with that. You see, the family God gave you are actually God's precious possessions. They're not yours. That goes to your spouse that goes to your kids, your future grandkids, their kids. They're not yours. He, God is only expecting you to be good stewards for them. Why do you think the Bible says, train up the child in the ways that he should go? And when he departs, he will not lean from that. So Jesus says, come and follow me. In other words, do as I do. Okay? Not watch what I've done. He's the best example of what it means to sacrifice and fight through opposition in your life. There may be times that God may ask you to stand up and fight for your family. And those thoughts of opposition will flood your mind. But stand firm and take your shovel and start digging your well again of faith. Amen? James 1, 2 through 4 says it best. Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect. Woo! Come on, somebody. And complete, lacking nothing or needing nothing. So, and finally, number three. We need to reclaim your blessings. Here we go. Have you ever wondered why Isaac renamed the wells the same names that his father had given them? It was because of God's promise. It was the inheritable and transferable right that God has given to their family. You see, the Philistines had tried to destroy those names. They wanted no traces to be seen regarding the blessings of God to Abraham. 
Isaac restored those blessings by renaming those wells after the blessings of God. We need to be an Isaac generation that no one of one that picks up the shovel and starts uncovering the wells of blessing that have been covered up from generations to generations. Undig your well. Take your shovel. Start digging and reclaiming the blessings that God has over your family. I'm talking about blessings of salvation, blessings of health, blessings of holiness, blessings of restoration, blessings of loving relationships, blessings of a loving and great marriage, blessings over your children, blessings over your grandchildren and their children. The list can go on. Whatever you are needing in your family right now, take it back. You claim that. Place that spoon wherever you at. If it's your bathroom sink, let that be a reminder. Today and from this moment on, I'm going to be a catalyst and I am going to start digging those wells that have been buried with things in our lives and claim it for God's kingdom. Bottom line is to reclaim the blessing that God gave Abraham, the blessing that began with faith that the future generations of your family will be blessed. Amen? Amen. How many of you want to be blessed? How many of you want to have a family that is blessed? We're talking blessed with health. It doesn't, when I say blessed, it's not necessarily meaning finances because that's just a small portion of it. I'm talking blessed with relationships, blessed with health, blessed that, you know what, I want people to say, I want to be just like that family, but yet knowing that we're not perfect, we're walking in the footsteps that God has ordained for us, I'm just understanding that I know I can pick up my shovel and I can redig my well that God has placed for my family. Joshua 24, 15 is my family's life verse. Choose this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Amen. Amen. If you have family members that you've been praying for, don't you be discouraged. God hears it. God sees your cries. God knows it. He's got those, those kids in the palm of his hands. But don't you stop. You've got a part that you've got to keep doing too. Remember, it takes sacrifice. And you've got to keep plowing the way for your family. Claim that family right back for what God has intended for us. Amen. How many of you want to have blessed families? If you want to have a blessed family, I want you to stand up right now. And we're going to pray. I don't want you standing up if you're if you're feeling the peer pressure, I want you to stand up with a whole heart, knowing that God is going to hear our prayers. God, we just come to you right now as people that are hungry for you. We don't know how to do this walk and this journey, God. But thank you so much that you are there to walk us through. God, whatever has been placed for our family, we know it's a full buffet of blessings. And at times we feel like we're just picking up the scraps from the table and hanging on to it. But Lord, if that's all the faith we got, I pray that 
you would help us to sit at that buffet table that is filled with your blessings. Teach us, Lord, how to be people that are hungry for you. Teach us how to be parents that raise our kids up to be strong, powerful pillars of men and women for you, God. Help us to be great aunts and uncles that would teach our nieces and nephews on how to not never ever give up. Teach us how to be great grandparents, God. I mean, it's, it's just being an example. And God, I pray that your presence would fill the homes of each and every one of us. I pray whatever the enemy is trying to devour, take away from us, God, we just claim that back in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, we give ourselves to you, God. We give ourselves to you in worship. If you believe this, I want you clapping your hands. I want you breaking through because God is going to deliver your family and give it back to you. If you believe it, you clap because it's God that's doing it, not me. No words can ever be uttered, but it's God that's going to break the atmosphere of that home over your lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Thanks for listening to the South Coast Christian Podcast. We appreciate those who give on a regular basis to South Coast because through your giving, we are able to provide these resources. For more information about South Coast, including service times and ways to give, please visit southcoastchristian.com. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to this podcast. Thanks again, and may this week be filled with new opportunities where you can receive and share God's love.